Hey, Barstool Rundown listeners. You can find us every Monday through Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up. We've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because, as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and Hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Barstool Rundown, Wednesday, March 8th, International Women's Day. I mean, I think this is the right panel for that, right? Dante to Don, <laughs> Jeff Nadu here. Happy International Women's Day, fellas. This is the best panel we could have for that. I mean, Dante is the biggest Don in Chicago, and you know who I am. So, I mean, perfect panel here. I thought it was great was originally this was supposed to be Dante, Nate, and myself. And John Strip told me last night, he's like, Nate knows nothing about women. We got to get him off the panel. Got to bring on Jeff Nadu. And I'm like, John Rich, I feel like that's the shots fired. But, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. You're the producer. Well, I feel like I'm a major upgrade over that little rat. So, thank God. <laughs> oh, we're, we're off and running. Uh, first of all, I feel great. My first ever rundown, I'm I'm with two made men. So I appreciate you guys jumping out with me and not not uh, bailing out when you found out the new guy was on. Yeah, I'm excited to see how you do hosting. You've done a good job so far. I didn't even know it was International Women's Day. So thank you for teaching me that. It's, this it's is like, near and dear. It's like your Christmas, Nadu. <laughs> yeah, I should. I got to call all the women of my life and tell them how great they are. And, you know, it's empowering day for you. I, I, I'll do it later. After the showering them with gifts today, no? Yeah. Valentine's Day just passed too. So I'm a, you know, I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting in the wallet pretty hard. But you know what? That's not the key to women, man. You gotta treat them well, but you don't want to be a a sucker and just get used. You know, you gotta know Amen. We we talked about this at our dinner. Yes. I we should have filmed that fucking dinner, by the way. That was quite the meal, man. listen, Will, let me tell you. Say something about Dante the Dom, man. He, this fucking guy, man. It was like I was John Gotti walking into to Rayo's, man. This guy, <laughs> it's like Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Like a table pops up, he knows the owner. We get like a special menu. Everything. It was. It was. It was dope. It was. Like, you know, I was with you. I I called ahead and said, "Yo, I'm bringing, I'm bringing a big shot in tonight. Make yeah. it look good." <laughs> It was Valentine's Day, too. Like, they just pop a table up out of nowhere. I'm like, yo, do you really think we should go here? Like, it's Valentine's Day. Probably ain't going to get in. He's like, bro, trust me. We'll That's my guy. Volare is Volare is my number one Italian spot in Chicago. Um, they take great care of me. But that's that's the spot I had to bring you there. It was, I wasn't going to bring you to have bar food on Valentine's Day. Of all the – I posted that. Of all the broads you could have been with on Valentine's Day dinner, you were with me. I was this honored. Is, this is the best two people, Will, for your first host. You and you oh, and I, Dante. 
I love it. And I, that's not just the only city where Dante does that, by the way. We went out in, in uh, Cleveland last time he was here, and he was like, where do you want to go? I throw a spot out, whatever. Oh, I've never been there. We, we get to the second place to have a cocktail, and like people are walking over, shaking his hand like he's like he sold he the everybody. place to him. Yeah, he knows everybody everywhere. It doesn't matter. It's just not... And the guy eats more food than I've ever seen anybody eat, and somehow he's still skinny. I don't understand Fun, how man. he does that. That's what he Fun. did with me, man. He ordered like six, seven different things, and he's just, you know, boom, 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 boom. You know, I gain weight. He don't. I love to eat. Eating's like my favorite thing in the world. And it, the only way I can do it and not look enormous is running. So I force myself to like to run. So I run all the time. Yeah, me too. I'm still a fat piece of shit either way. But yeah. No, <laughs> oh, guys, don't flatter me. International women's Let's day. get into this. Let's get into this shit. All right, let's do it. Uh, first up, NFL free agency continues on. We're going to start with Daniel Jones. He signed a contract extension with the Giants four years $160 million. I think it's literally yesterday, right after uh, the rundown. Uh, that's a lot of money for a guy who Daniel, threw 15 TDs. He threw 15 TDs last season. What am I missing here? It's, it's, a, shitty missing QB here? Market. it's a shitty QB market, right? I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, it feels yeah. that way. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I think I, I did a show earlier, I, and a host kind of told me, uh, 39 different quarterbacks threw a pass last year in the NFL. I mean, that's a lot of different players. That's a lot of different quarterbacks. It's hard to hit on a quarterback. It just is. And that's one of the reasons that the Saints gave, um, you know, Derek Carr such, you know, high levels of money. Will's right. It's a bad market. Uh, Daniel Jones always has turnover problems, but it was that one year of gleaming hope. Maybe he's what we thought he was coming out of Duke. And I think they're trying to sell themselves that they finally have uh, an heir apparent to Eli Manning, which seems like years ago. Um, Yeah, that's the market. Just knows what it is. He, he's not that guy, though, right? I mean, I think we can no. all agree. I mean, I, look, Clem can sell himself on on the blog all he wants. He's not that guy. But the Giants did do all right in the way they structured the contract. It's only really two years around the hook for the money. And you think, wow, it's insane, $40-plus million for Daniel Jones. But for two years, and then you could be back in the market if it doesn't work out, it's not the worst thing in the world, especially well, the when you Eagles. got guys like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, look at the Eagles, how much money they they're going to They did this with Carson Wentz. Yeah. They gave him a ton of money and then draft a quarterback. They, I think they knew deep down, but Hey, we're just throwing money at it. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. It's only money. And uh, yeah, I think we all know. I mean, outside of New York, we're not going to try to sell, sell the bill of goods that he's this great quarterback, but that's the market, man. There's not a lot of good quarterbacks out there. I think, I think they're basically going all in on the fact that Dable hit it off with this kid immediately Brought out the best in him. I mean, there were games last year where he looked phenomenal. Let's yeah. not let's not lie. He he showed flashes of eliteness, but how many times are you going to get that out of him in a 17 game schedule? And also, now that he's basically set for life, is he going to be one of these guys that goes off a cliff? Um that's one of those things. I mean, this can set the franchise back. I feel like the Giants have eaten shit for so long and are finally coming out of this mess that they – who was their old GM, worst GM fucking ever, that left a few years Get ago? On. Yeah, I feel like they finally got out of the mess that he made, and this could be an albatross that sinks them or could take them to the next level. So, I don't know. It's definitely risky. Um, what they I need to do Dave. is they need I to love Dave ball though. So I'm actually, I'm actually rooting for this to work out for them as much they as need, I hate the giants. 
they need to do what I think other teams have learned with a young quarterback. They need to go out and give the kids some weapons. You know, look, the truth of the matter is, I mean, th- their receiver core is not good enough. And look at what this does to a quarterback. Look at Josh Allen. You get him to Stephon Diggs, he takes it to the next level. You, you get Jalen Hurts, uh, an A.J. Brown, takes him to the next level. I mean, it's you got to go out and they need to hit on a very good receiver. They need to give the kids some help. And I think there were flashes. I mean, we saw him twice. We see him twice every year. They made the playoffs. It was a tough NFC East. Um, I, I was, you know, albeit they got crushed, but you got to give the kids some weapons. And I think that's what they're thinking of. And I think that's a great point by Dante with Dayball and the, the connection they earned and have. How, how do you think Saquon feels about this, though? You know, Danny Dimes gets his deal. Saquon gets tagged. I mean, he's that—that that is a weapon. You're supposed to have weapons around him. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, are you happy? No one wants to be tagged in the NFL. Everybody's pissed off when they get tagged. Even if they don't say it publicly, they're pissed off about it. Yeah, because it kind of tells you, hey, we like you, but we don't love you. And this is Lamar Jackson's problem. They tag him, and they're saying, well, we like you, but we kind of let you do what you want. You'll flirt with other teams. We don't care. Um, but we don't want to put our eggs in your basket yet. It kind of shows that they're not – real set and they kind of want to go maybe somewhere else so yeah i think end of the day you're always going to be annoyed and you want the deal i don't know saquon i don't know much about him personally as far as how he is how he reacts um this would probably set a lot of people off but you know he'll get his i'm sure so i'm looking at the um total cash for quarterbacks this upcoming season daniel jones now has the third most cash he's going to get paid this next season aaron jones one deshaun watson two daniel jones three, Patrick Mahomes, four, Kyler Murray, five, Lamar, six. Where where in that, I mean, is he even, I don't know, do you rank him as a top 12 quarterback in the NFL? And he's getting paid top three money? I think I, he's kind of middle of the pack. I put him kind of in the Derek Carr kind of, same. you know. I just think this is where these deals are trending now, where the guaranteed money is becoming a make or break for. You're welcome of- for that. A lot of these players. We, well, we that's, fucked that's that I, all up in Cleveland. Well, that's what I was going to say. This Lamar Jackson debacle is all thanks to fucking Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they fucked up the market for everybody now. <laughs> hey, Lamar- if, we're, if everything's going to be fucked for us every year, we're taking everybody else down with us. You better Dude. be rich and you better be willing to roll the dice if you want your quarterback you, around. You and, you and I have talked about this off the record, um, but maybe you can explain to the average you know, fan, where are the Browns coming up with this money? Because this salary money and this guaranteed money, you can't finance, you can't defer. Like <laughs> no. this is, this is cash. Like owners have to have this cash. Where the fuck is this coming from? Well, Jimmy Haslam's already worth, I don't know, I think he was worth like 8 billion when he bought the team. And then he just sold part of Fl- pilot flying J to Berkshire Hathaway. And then they have a deal in place to purchase more of that company coming up. So he's going to be even more flush with cap. I mean, he just bought the part, he bought into the Bucks, and people are like, oh, you know, it's only 25% of the Milwaukee Bucks, but he worked out some janky ass deal where he actually gets to, he gets five year rotating control over the team. And that dude is a mobster through and through. I mean, you should study him to do the guy literally, he's going to get his five year rotating uh, control over that team. He's never going to let that go. Not in a million years. So I, I don't know what they were thinking signing that deal, but this guy's flushed with cash. He's not worried about it. And I think he just like dropped his nuts on the table and said, we need a quarterback and by any means necessary, obviously. And they rolled the dice on. I will say NFL.com had Daniel Jones 18th in their quarterback rankings, which, you know, is kind of right below the Lamars and the Kirk Cousins and the Kylers. So yeah, a good quarterback, a serviceable quarterback, is he worth 
this amount of money? No, but again, it's a different market. So bonkers. Yeah, it man. certainly is bonkers. But it's crazy. Uh, speaking of bonkers, nobody wants Lamar Jackson. It seems right. Field Yates reported that the Falcons, Dolphins, Panthers, Commanders, Raiders all out on Lamar Jackson. And you got the word collusion being thrown around all over Twitter on this thing. Lamar, l- l- real quick, Lamar Jackson. The only thing I'll say on this, I- I'm not a fan of his. He can't throw the football. I think that's, that's become abundantly clear. It's not a great. Outrageous, sign. outrageous claim. Outrageous claim. He can. Throws laser beams. What are you talking about? Right. That's he, he, he might be inconsistent, but trust me, as someone who has to see him twice. Okay. Year, the guy I guess the, the better thing football. is he is an inconsistent passer. Let's just say that. But he's, he's so electric with his legs when he's He needs to fire that, his mom. Yeah. Why is your mom your agent? Cut it <laughs> off. Family and business don't work. I love my mom, but, you know, it's not. I just, you got you to gotta surround yourself with powerful people because you're dealing with powerful people that are going to do what they can to exploit you and take money from you. You need other people that are going to come in and, and command on your behalf and a professional what they're doing. I'm not saying his mother isn't, but I just, I think it's a bad decision. He needs to go elsewhere with but that. But this goes back to the, the Watson deal where would you not put Jackson on the same level as Watson given their performance history, given their, albeit upside, and given their, you know, man, Lamar, Lamar's more of a sure thing than Watson, though. After sitting out all those games and with all the baggage you brought to the table, especially now that we saw six games. But what? But the knock on Jackson is his injury proneness, and I don't yep. think that he's inconsistent. I think he has trouble staying consistently on the field. I think that's that's the only downside on him, and you know that's obviously because of the risks he takes you know, in the, in the way he plays the game. But I mean, I love the kid. I was not big on him coming out of college. Um, he's, I mean, he's blown me away. I, I love his attitude. I think he's a great, a great person. I think he's fucking a superstar and I would do anything for the Patriots to get him anything. Keep in mind, I just want to make this clear. Okay. When we're talking about as a quarterback, he's, I don't think he's ever had a QBR above 80 in his career. Um, he also has never had above a 65% completion percentage in any year of his career. Now, I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback, but there are things lacking in his abilities. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I think if Dante, if, if the Patriots were able to get him, they would turn him into the biggest thing in the NFL. That's just how it works in New England. It'd be the exact opposite if he went to a place yeah. like, like the commanders won't do it because of the whole shit going on with Daniel Snyder even though that would be a good fit for him, but they would, they would destroy him. He'd be hurt within the first season. That, that would be a disaster. If he went to new England, that's the exact type of organization that would make him a superstar, keep him healthy for a couple of years and get the most out of him. Absolutely. And I, I think that goes back to my Dave point. The thing that I love about him is he's one of those coaches, obviously learned from the best Belichick takes what he has and brings out the best in his players rather than trying to jam, you know, a square peg in a round hole and make players fit into, you know, what he wants to make them do, um, you know, it's vice versa. And I, I think that they would definitely do that by, you know, developing a system around him, which not to say, you know, Harbaugh is the worst coach in the world, but I, I said it all last season. That guy cost the Ravens so many fucking wins last year, leaving points on the board, terrible fucking decisions to go for it when they should have kicked three to kick three when they should have went for it. Um, 
just horrible clock management. I mean, he he really, really, you know, cost that team last season. You're gonna have the analytics guys up your dick after that one. They they loved him. I mean, it's I it's eye test. You can you can read all the stats you want to me. I, I watched those <laughs> games. Just mind boggling decisions on his part. I, I mean, I do agree with that. I think look, Lamar's gonna probably end up back in Baltimore. Is there any is there any juice to the collusion thing? You think at the owners' meetings, these guys were like, hey, no one give them the guaranteed money. We'll figure it out from there. Hundred percent. It's it the league is the league is worse than the baseball owners in terms of you know, you the MLB, you have the strongest players union arguably in the world uh strongest union with the most power in the world nfl the players union is a joke the owners have all the power uh what they say goes the players are kind of at their mercy like this franchise tag shit that we just talked about everyone hates players have like no say over it's basically like no you're gonna stay here whether you like it or not um and you're gonna make what you know, the market says you're going to make, um, which they said. Exactly. It's kind of, it's pretty fucked up. And I don't see a situation where Jackson goes back this year and things aren't completely toxic in that locker room. I I would think so too. By the way, the NFL owners are like every caricature of an evil billionaire is like the entire group of NFL owners, all of them. I know some people like the owner from their city. Like, no, we have the good one. No, you don't. They're all pieces of shit. That's how they got to where they're at. That's why they're playing chess with human beings, making them smash into each other like Tonka trucks to to satisfy. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I get it. I'm just saying those are not good people. That is a room full of people that want to do everything for themselves. They don't give a shit about the players. Amen. Uh, Robert Sala on the Jets front office flew to Malibu to meet with Aaron Rodgers. It's going to get done. Are we going to see Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform? All I'm saying is, if we go over every NFL topic, we're going to be here forever, Wilbur. All right, well, then fuck it. We can move on. I don't I don't I'm give a shit saying, about that. I'm just kidding. Real quick. I think he stays <laughs> on the West Coast. He has to, right? I mean, he has a ton of money. Are you really going to take $5, $10 more just to want to go to New York and play? You want to play in California or Vegas or something like that? Go to Vegas, dude. Go yeah, 100%. Reunite, reunite with Devontae. Tear it up. That team, yep. that division is not as good as everyone thought it was going to be. That team can make some serious noise. They got a home Super Bowl this year. I mean, there's a chance for that. I mean, I, that's way more upside than going to the fucking disaster. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree with you. If he wants out, that's the place to go. All right. It, we, we need to talk about it because the dude's on here, and it is March Madness time. Tournament time. The conference tournaments are underway. Um, 11 teams already secured bids. Last night, guys, I got double cucked last night. I'm a, a Cleveland State alumni and uh so they got knocked off by western kentucky last night which by the way i pulled up northern their coach's kentucky. name northern kentucky excuse me um who's the, who's their head coach's name i can't think of the top of my head here northern kentucky uh, what coach is darren horn that's insane that you know that i don't know that's that's crazy <laughs> uh but darren horn so not only they beat cleveland state in the horizon league championship last night but like three weeks ago right around valentine's day he awkwardly hit on my chick for like 35 minutes while she was at work to like she couldn't escape even the players were uncomfortable with it so this dude is just he's just out to get me i'm just getting alphaed by this guy left and right bad night for me man yeah he, uh, he he's definitely taken your cookies man a couple of times it seems like 
Um, <laughs> he almost he tried to do me while my chick was at work, bro. That's, yeah, that's not, yeah. Hey, like listen, it. he's a he's a suave looking guy. I think I he forget is. what he looks like offhand, but um, yeah, he I think I know he's got a good personality. I know that, but this is NKU man. They do this every year. They, they play this weird zone and they just kind of say to you, "Hey, make shots." And in these conferences, you know, Horizon and these kind of groups, there are certain conferences where you throw a zone out and it really screws with you again night to night. And NKU, this is a weird conference. Someone always wins every year. And I think they've had five or six different teams that have won it over the last eight years. Um, yeah, the Norse, man, uh, probably not the best team in this conference, but yeah, they definitely cucked you, bro. Yeah, well, if, when you have a conference, there's no shooters in the conference. If there were shooters, they would be at bigger schools. Everybody just went for no, shooters. No, exactly. Yeah. I will also say, man, Northern Arizona, I know somebody blogged about this earlier. It's amazing to me they're in a final tonight. Now they're going to play uh, Montana State. They're, I think, seven-point dogs. So the thought is it's going to be difficult for them to win. But this is a wild story, man. They, they were like the nine seed, I believe. Um, they've just ridden the, the 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 Cinderella kind of wave. And and here they are with a shot, another uh, shot at, at going to the NCAA tournament. Pretty crazy. Who's looking worse right now, Sister Jean or uh, John Rich in that picture from the tungsten uh, if we good, can get a side by side of that up on the rundown, good question. Because now, I think, now Dante, you're a Loyola. Dante went to Loyola. Yeah, I know. So that's why I brought a, it up. And I hate Sister Jean Slander. She's 103 for God's sake. Thank you, born, Jeff. Thank she you. Was, she I think was she born, looks good for her age. Think about this, Will. Good. I was saying this to Dante. I think at one point, <laughs> she was a young child during Prohibition. Think about that. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> that said. I think they got her in a bad look. I saw her on the jet. She actually looked normal. She didn't look like the Crypt Keeper like she did in that picture. Uh, John Rich looked horrible. Uh, that, that that was a rough look for John. I love John, but he looked like I he did. I do too. I'm, I am I have a question. When did it become okay for people to knock a centenarian? I don't know. It's way <laughs> wild. It, it's fucking crazy to me that if this was someone's, if that was your grandma, you would fucking fight people for oh, yeah. talking shit about him. But lady, it's, 20, of- it's 2023, Dante. What's important now is if you can get these jokes off on Twitter and get your clout up. That's all that matters. Yeah. You got to show respect, man. She's a nun. She's a, from a Catholic Jesuit university. Dante, maybe you can answer this. I asked this to, um, forget somebody at Barstow. Why doesn't she wear like the nun outfit? I've noticed a- she never. That's a great, great question. She kind of just say, you know what? I do what I want. I'm Sister Jean. That's a great question because our the priests and the brothers at school wore not habits, or that's what nuns wear. No, they wore the you know the the black and the collars. But that's a great question. I always wondered that, but I agree with Will. You can't knock someone that's 103 years old what we should start doing is saying yo how did you get to this point how did i'm i'm fascinated by these people and i've always wanted to do a show guys where i only speak to people over the age of 90 and i i just get to know like how did you live this long how do you like what do you offer to young people i don't think we give no Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready 
to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. When you get old, we throw you away into a home and forget about you and wait for you to die. Um, Everyone's like, looks at them as a burden in other countries you go to other countries europe you move oh, your yeah. family back in with you you take care of them i mean you're like you know paying them back almost for raising you in asia elderly people are like treated like royalty yes yeah. is like what you just said is like you know wise and well, to yeah, be fair, was... old Asian people do look extremely wise. They look like a character out of a movie or something. So I understand. And you ever notice here, we always do the dumbest things possible, right? Like we we should probably value old people and we just like, ah, oh, no, they're, they're nuts. Like throw them in a home. We don't worry about yeah. it. And it's like, no, like we should probably listen to what they have to say. Now I get there are people that are a little out there, but you know, we should value them a little more. That's all I'm saying. I want Speaking some of- IG. I want some IG health influencers that are like over ninety. Yes, that just yeah. tell the truth about how yeah. like they just ripped darts their entire life. Like, and how they, did you get to be yeah. ninety eight years old, yeah. Sister Jean? I did a blog on her a couple of years ago. That someone asked her what her key is, and I believe she said every day she eats sausage and drinks a beer every day. Big time Chicago vibes there. I mean that's chicago fucking diet right there the midwest but, is gonna live forever apparently speak, speaking <laughs> of knowing speaking of knowing everything uh nadu you got a good seven or six or seven seed that i could draft for this barstool bracket contest yeah i mean i'll kind of go a little lower i'll go five if you can get if you can grab saint mary's i think if they get the real matchup the right matchup i think they can go to the final four i think they're that really good. Yeah, absolutely. St. Mary's is really good. Again, for them, it's going to all be about draw. Uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper, let's say a, a 13 seed, uh, Toledo is really interesting. If Toledo can find their way into the NCAA tournament, they're coming in winning into this tournament, winning 14 straight. They can score with anybody in the country. We saw them in the uh, Barstool Invitational. Uh, I think they're really good. They're very talented. Maction's crazy, though, man. You never know who's going to come out of there. Exactly. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm going out on a limb and giving a team that hasn't even made the tourney, a team that has made the tourney Furman. I think Furman's at another group. They're not going to get beat athletically. And I think that's the problem sometimes with like a Colgate or a team like that. They don't have the athletic ability to keep up with some of the higher end teams. Furman can run with any team in America and score with any team in America. Same with Toledo. So those would be a couple of, of deeper sleeper groups that, that I like. Awesome. By the way, the, that draft thing you're talking about, Dante, there's a million content people didn't didn't make the list. Not, I'm not on there. I don't get to be a part of the uh, buskers or really? whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm not I on there. I saw your name on there. No, nope, not on there. Nope. That's how I just fly under the radar here. I was surprised that John Ritchie remembered I worked at the goddamn company. They asked me to do this. It tells you how many people weren't available today. <laughs> Mike at security was like, nah, man, I got I got a lunch. <laughs> I can't, he actually I can't pretty interesting. It. I've talked to him. You should have him. He's on. Man, he's a yeah, man. 
I was bullshit. He actually almost threw me out of rough and rowdy on Friday night. As I came around the bear, he's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. You yeah. got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It was, he, he, he did not hesitate. He was going to get, I will him. tell you, Will, they're two, him and Pat, Pat and Mike are the two, one of two more interesting people in Barstool. Very wild career, interesting lives, both of them. Fucking great guys. I've been on the road with them a few times for some shows and, uh, yeah, very quiet. And then once you get to talk to them and know like where where they came from and shit they've seen, they've seen some shit, man. I guess you any know, any NYPD officer. Well, Mike used to be uh, Hugh Hefner's bodyguard. A lot of people don't know that. He told that story when he came on my show. I was going to say, I saw that clip from your show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. And he was talking about how some guys banged, uh, banged some of the chicks and got and got canned for it or something. Like yeah, right. Yeah, they got that, that wasn't good for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the nitty gritty here. And do I know you've been waiting for this one? Four Americans were kidnapped by the Mexican cartel. This this topic's been everywhere. Um, you've had a couple videos on. In fact, all of the information I know about this is legitimately just from you. I don't. I haven't read a single word anywhere else. So I'm. I'm. I'll let you kind of lead on this one. But this is. Well, I know this is up your alley. Yeah. This is. Um a story that that's pretty incredible really. And it, it's just four people, one of which was trying to get a tummy tuck. They couldn't afford to do it here. So they went like many people to a foreign country to do some medical tourism. And I'm kind of sad that this happened. I'm, I'm very sad as that because I think with just a little research, these people would have thought twice about doing this. I've said, and I'll continue to say the only places in Mexico you should go to are places you can fly into. Cancun, um, Tulum, Cabo should not be driving into Mexico, especially Matamoros, which is in one of the most dangerous states in Mexico. We have to understand these state uh, places are totally different than any city we have. When you go into Matamoros, every person goes through a checkpoint. And if you're not supposed to be there, you're going to be under a lot of scrutiny. The problem that I think people don't realize is these cities are not run by the police. They're not run by the government. They're run by a drug cartel, a depraved group whose goal is to send tons of narcotics into this country and run the city. And these people were mistaken for others. Um, and it's screwed up and fucked up. And they just made a really glaring mistake. And now four families' lives are, are different forever. But this is business as usual. Their whole mantra there is shoot first, ask questions later. And I'm sure someone got um disciplined for this but this is what they do there so it's not surprising i actually uh have lived between southern california and here my whole life and we used to drive down to tijuana and everybody tells us how dumb it was and it was crazy back then but not as crazy as things are now and it's, and it's obviously different over on that 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 coast as well but there was like you just knew you if you drive in you stay with the group you're with you do not get in any trouble with the police you don't ever end up anywhere near the locked dumpsters behind the clubs because those are the places you don't want to end up in that country. One other thing, and you're right, one other thing I will say is I think if, if you live in a border town and you go to, to these areas quite frequently, you're probably fine. But like if you're someone that's never done this, like you're from South Carolina and you drive hours to to go into an area, um, you, you just have to understand that it, it's very dangerous. There's a reason they have level four security on these areas. They're not travel places. You shouldn't go there. Uh, and um, this is just a really glaring mistake. But this is what these groups do. This is not surprising in any way. They do this all the time. So, $2 billion Powerball winner buys a $25.5 million home in Hollywood Hills. Three-story home has an infinity pool. 
outdoor kitchen, gym, wine cellar, movie theater, sauna. And I was living next door to the like the Jimmy Kimmel and Ariana Grande. I fucking love this guy. He's going to be broke in like eight years, but he's going to go down to ball flames and the neighborhood's going to hate him. I love everything about this dude. This is a fan. This would be me if I hit the lottery. How's he going to be broke? That's like 2% of his fucking winnings. That's dropping the bucket. Yes, maybe. But if he's making that type of purchase right out of the gate, he's not thinking financially sound the rest of the way through. And you I already think he know gets, that. After taxes, I think he makes like five, six hundred million. I mean, you got to be really unbelievably irresponsible, I think, to even blow through that. Uh, but this is everybody. This is what we would all do. This kid's in his young 30s. I feel like he's literally hit a dream life. He will uh, never have to work again. He will get to live in 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 in, in most high opulence, uh, like Dave Portnoy. He's Dave Portnoy. He gets to live <laughs> however he wants. Um, but Dante and I were talking about this, and we were talking about this. He's actually he's being sued by this random guy uh, that claims that he actually had the winning ticket. Uh, but the California Department, the lottery department says we don't investigate criminal activities. Uh, we consider this guy the winner. He gets his money and uh well what he's claiming is that you know like your body says he's going to the gas station to buy tickets and he claims he told him buy me twenty dollars worth <laughs> and if it wins <laughs> pay me and he claims yeah, he that, calls the guy and says hey we won can i get my shares <laughs> yeah that's his case i mean how do you how do you even prove that unless you have a text message from the guy back to you saying like hey this is our ticket does that even stand up i mean good good luck from what I read, one of one of the lawyers says that they're blown away. This guy tried to bring this case because it's like and he said it wasn't even with this guy that won. It was like some guy called Reggie who he told to buy the ticket. We don't know if Reggie actually exists. Like Reggie, what a weird, you know, does this guy just say, you know, shut up, get away from me. Here's a million dollars. Leave me alone. Like, does he just do that? Maybe you got to try, I guess. He I mean, just dropped twenty five and a half mil on a house. So. Yeah, maybe. maybe he just says, "Hey, here's here's a mill. Just go away. Stop bothering me." Uh, I like. I want to get back to the guy who actually won, though, because I just have this vision in my head of him, like, because you know, this dude is not going to be used to being up in the Hollywood Hills and the way people carry themselves. He has an outdoor kitchen. I'm just like picturing him, like drinking a, a Miller High Life in his in his in his tidy whities cooking a pizza in his pizza oven out there, all drunk at like 4 p.m. He's got nothing else to do. Jimmy Kimmel just furiously mad next door because he can't go outside and use his infinity pool next to this asshole just moved in. I love every second of this. I, I wish there was a camera crew following this guy around. Then he would never go broke because he'd make all the money off the damn TV show. What a beautiful, beautiful life, man. What a house with just a, but you know, the HOA in that area is crazy. They don't let you do. Listen, if you're going to come up here, you behave motherfucker. That's how it goes here. <laughs> That's a different place. That's know? true. That's very true. Dante, you ever partied in the Hollywood Hills? Yes, I have. Not my scene. Of course not. my have. scene either. I did not like it. But well, although if this guy's LA, into drugs, he'll be just fine out there. Yeah, I don't I'm not into that stuff. So I, I like kind of sat in the corner and held my drink like a weirdo. But let me ask uh, you something, Don. Would you want if you won this, would you want people to I wouldn't want anybody to know. I don't want to be this. No, like, why man. why put Hell your name no. out there? Like that's crazy. I don't know. I, Part of me thinks like, yeah, you'd want to go like uh, Brewster's Millions and just blowing money like fucking crazy all over the place. But then, like you said, smart part of you says you don't want anyone to know any of that shit because then you have everyone coming out of the woodwork. 
might have people trying to like get at you. I don't know. It, it's difficult. One of my favorite moves ever was what Clooney did after he sold Casamigos and invited like 15 of his boys o- over for dinner. And when they sat down, there was a briefcase at each seat and it was a million dollars cash in each, each briefcase for each one of them. That's like one of the coolest fucking moves ever for someone that hit it rich in my book. Like I would love to win the lottery and be able to do that for my boys. My friends fucking suck, man. I would that would never happen. Right? I also don't know who the hell I'm kidding. I would definitely announce I won the lottery. You really think I would be quiet? Come on. You'd be dancing in the living room. Oh, kidding them with the shimmy, man. I would. Could you imagine? I mean, even winning a couple million. You imagine winning a billion dollars? The problem is then you're a target for every every chick who wants to pull a scheme on you, who's trying to set you up. But every chick trying to do that, man. Every chick wants money and to be treated well. And I feel like when you're at that level of money, you kind of know the quid pro quo. Like you don't have to worry about getting taken because. Plus you're vetting with like other powerful people. So like, you know, you're getting into the right circles. You're not still like, you know, you're moving around with, you can hire anyone you want to teach you how to do this too. Like, right. You know, topless maid. Paid over $2,000 a day to clean houses. This woman went viral on TikTok for revealing how much she makes working as a topless maid. Charges 300 bucks an hour and cleans up the five houses a day. Usually receives tips ranging from $100 to $300. We'll start with you and do. Uh, what are your thoughts on hiring a topless maid? Have you ever? Would you ever? So I mentioned to you guys when this story was thrown into the topics, I mentioned I have a story about this. So in 2013, I moved into this very apartment. It was brand new. My mother says to me, hey, men can't clean. Get a cleaning woman, a maid. I said, that's a good idea. I don't want to clean. She can come every, you know, do a nice deep clean. So at that time, Craigslist was very popular, right? You'd go on there, you try to sell a bike or a couch or get a service of sorts. So I go on Craigslist, I put an ad. Hey, reach out to me. Here's my email. First person emails me, this very cool woman. I forget her name. I don't want to, even if I had it, I wouldn't put it out there. But she emails me. She says, hey, I have this. I have that. I have my own supplies. I can be there Monday. This was a Friday. I said, perfect. See you Monday. Here's my address. She gave me a price. It was a little high, but I said, you know what? Maybe she's my cleaning lady for the next decade. Who knows? So she comes that day. She comes in. Everything's perfect. I'm in this very office. I said, you know what? I can handle this office myself. Just clean the rest of the house. Within five minutes, this door right here, I get a knock on the door. I open the door and she's topless at the door. I said, what are you doing? I said, what's going on here? She goes, well, I told you if you read the email, she says, I do everything. This is full service cleaning. And I said, hold on. I said, I'm just looking for a cleaning woman. I don't really need any of the nefarious stuff on the side. She goes, well, listen, she goes, don't worry about it. She goes, my husband's down in the car. He's okay with it. I said, yeah, I said, said, I'm looking really for a cleaning lady. I said, you're very beautiful. I said, but I'm going to have to, you know, you to leave. I said, here's, I think I gave her $50. I'm like, here you go. And she left. And I actually found another lady and she's been my cleaning lady ever since. Um, But yeah, it was a wild story. This one's bottomless. She looked good. Yeah, she looked good. I I, I should have, but uh, 
Yeah, it was. So that's crazy. She just didn't tell you right out of the gate, like, "Hey, I this is the service I provide." Wow. It's not like a service you'd think you'd want to spring on a lot of people. Then again, she saw you. She's a ladies' man. She's like, "All right, he's probably in for the full ride." I like this. Uh, I mean, I was like, it was like ten, that was like eleven years ago. I was I was young, in your young twenty something, and she knocks on the door. And she's boom, you know, right in front. But the whole husband thing was like, I don't know if they were like swingers. I don't know, but I wanted a cleaning lady, so. I said no. I, so here's the thing. I would never hire a topless maid because if you're going to get a topless maid, you're going to get a hot one, right? Hot, hot chicks' houses are messes most of the time. They're usually pigsties. <laughs> There's like clothes and makeup everywhere. Why would you want that girl cleaning your plate? I mean, we've all been to hot girls' houses before. They live like fucking pigs usually. Like I like I don't want anything to do with that. If I want what Good I point. want, I want an older lady who That's you can I tell has had yeah, 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 you have older lady who's had kids and grandkids, who's got experience, who's done deep cleans, clean cereal out of crevices and couches and shit. Guys, That's what I want. This woman I have now, this cleaning lady, she's been my cleaning lady since this incident. These are the things I love about her. She plays a prayer radio, like during her cleaning. She's listening to like prayer services. And I remember when I first hired her, I did little things like I put streaks on the mirrors and wanted to see if she'd notice. Every little check mark I placed, she found. She's a gem. <laughs> you know, I and she's it. the polar opposite of that other cuckoo nut. Yo, so that's what I'm thinking, uh, Will, is when you said what you want in a cleaning lady. I'm picturing every cleaning lady I've had. And in Chicago, the cleaning ladies are old Mexican women or old like Ukrainian Russian women. <laughs> And I'm just like, yo, they take their fucking sweatshirt off. I'm I'm leaving the house and going to the coffee shop. But I have a friend, Nadu, this ties into you a little bit too. Not friend, my business partner who lives in suburban Cleveland has an Amish cleaning lady. Oh yeah, they're great. And as this well. lady is a force of nature. She comes in. Like you, she has headphones, which at first I was blown away. But after talking to you and realizing that they're yeah. more hip to the times than we originally thought, I'm not surprised. She puts her headphones in and she bangs out this whole house. He has a big house, too. This whole house in like an hour and a half. And he said before he found her, he would have a staff of like two women who were there for like eight hours all day. This yeah. lady comes in, he said, does an even better job and she's done in like an hour and a half this summer i'm gonna do i have some ideas i'm gonna do some amish some content on amish folks that i know like they're some of the most efficient workers you'll see like at any whether it's yeah. cleaning building cooking like i told you best car best carpenters on the planet yeah. on the no planet. they are they'll raise a whole barn in four hours it's great fantastic pies some of the best oh, yeah. pies you'll be pies apple pie whatever you want yep they got that's funny. All right. Uh, after show, guys, uh, have you been following the uh, Disney boys down there and their their escapades down in uh, Disney World, right? Disney World's the... I heard about this. I don't know too much Land. about it, quite honestly. I guess they're all just fans of, like, Star Wars and stuff like that. Not my lane, to be honest. But, hey, I am I never shoot down what people's are, people are interested in. Look, I like uh, some weird shit, so I don't, you know, really ever knock it. But I hope they have a good time. Looks like have fun. you guys both been to Disney? Yes. When I was, I've been to the one I, in California where I live. I've never been to the Florida one, no. I went and I hated it because as a young 10-year-old, Dante, my mother and father would make me go to these stupid, dumb shows that I didn't want to go to. And why I didn't want to go? Because Alan Iverson, 
uh, when I was 10, had a, an incredible year. And I remember the one night I had to miss the game. He dropped 58 against the Orlando Magic. And I never I never felt the same way about this because I had to miss that game. My mother and father wouldn't let me stay back in the room and watch it. I'm 10 years old. I missed it. I hate this. I mean, that's dedication to Ball's life right there, if I've ever heard it. Uh, a 10-year-old kid pissed that he's at Disney because he didn't get to see AI in a, in a game against Magic. Um, I never got the chance to go to Disney as a kid. I went right after college with a girlfriend, and I did I totally got it. I was like, I was robbed. I was robbed of my childhood. I didn't get to come here as a kid. It is fucking the best place on earth. Really? The best place on earth. It's magical. Everybody's so happy, and you never see a picture of anybody upset down there either. Every blade of grass is meticulously taken care of. It's the cleanest place. It's the most, it's run like a fucking It should be with what they charge. I agree, but it's it's incredible. Every single detail is absolutely incredible. What's a what's it a week up, run you to go there? Like what is what is a week run? So you're hotel all know. in, hotel everything. It, what do you think it costs? It is all not part. cheap. Probably ten k. Woo! Probably. For two people, how many topless maids you can get for that money? Yeah, absolutely. How many games you can bet responsibly with that kind of money? By the way, guys, uh, after show, quick topic. I don't. I, I just want to disavow this. Did you guys see the? The cartel video of the guy wearing a barstool hoodie. The brand I'm is strong, man. Up with that. Disavowed, I'm, disavowed, but the brand is strong. Dude, I'm watching. I'm watching my. In, I'm doing my intel every morning. I go on and look at these videos. What's going on down there? And I. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Is that a fucking Barstool logo? (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm like... What hoodie is that that they're wearing? Like, I, I have a couple guesses here. Okay, right? what so do you got? It, it is March. Everybody catches the madness. It could be a make your free throws hoodie. It could be positive vibes some, only. Maybe positive vibes only could be that, or <laughs> for, maybe for you to do it could be a, a Philly. No one likes us. We don't care. He's ignoring the Philly part. He's just focusing on the uh, slogan on the back. <laughs> I disavow it, but it could be the case. I saw Quigs, uh, who's very funny. He posted some funny yeah, shit. Yeah. He posted. Uh, I guess you can like design your own Barstool sweatshirt and it says Saturday or for the cartel. (laughs) (laughs) Disavow though. We absolutely disavow. Uh, Yeah. It it was a wild thing to see though. Just random stumble upon type of thing. I know you texted it and I was, I saw the thumbnail and I was like, (laughs) Oh fuck. This is going to be some fucked up person getting their head chopped off or something. I don't even want to open it. No, I, I saw you guys laughing about it. So I was like, all right, I'll watch it. I did not expect. That's funny. Catch by you, Nadu, though. That's a good catch. I would not have fucking would not have caught that. Wholeheartedly disavow, though. Uh, also, shout out to PMT. They had Kevin Stefanski on today. They made my coach actually look like a human being for once. So shout out to those guys. They had him laughing and joking around. I'm convinced he's a closet stoolie. He was way too into the bits, way too down with the whole thing. 
Stefanski's usually a complete robot. Half the people here in Cleveland hate his guts. Maybe and, uh, he's a big Will Burge fan, possibly. You never know. He's probably reading your blogs. If we can plug Kirby. KB No Swags on the sit down, we talked about the Myrtles, uh, who are very similar to a mafia family, if we actually think Whoa. about it. Uh, Tony Soprano and Myrtle are very similar people. The Ginger hey. Mafia. Yo, I watched that documentary and was fucking floored at how the craziest story i've ever heard bro that family had so much power it's fucking crazy we, and real quick we talked about this in the show the great grandfather the guy that started all the, the like the lawyer stuff yeah he was like mysteriously killed in 1940 died supposedly or killed and his like car just like stopped on the tracks and that was that they, this family has like some wild shit even back then so yeah, it's I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Watching watching all these people in the documentary be like, "Yeah, we don't know if we really want to talk about this. We're afraid for our they safety. make people disappear." It's wild, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's big fish in a small. Yeah, it's big big fish in a small pond stuff too. So not only do they have that mafia power, but people know there's no place else to go. They are so ingrained in law enforcement and everything else. I took one look at that family picture when that documentary came on. I was like, guilty, <laughs> guilty. I know it. <laughs> Well, there's one person in the family that's not dead or in prison at this point, but, uh, you know, maybe could be at some point. We don't know. Yo, um, why was KB so knowledgeable on them? What he just, he knows. He's like big into true crime, which I didn't know. Like he, he told me that he had just like gotten into it over COVID or something. And he, I've been trying to get him on for a while and and it was going to be kind of crazy because he's, you know, a comedian. He's never really been in that kind of serious type of thing, but he did a good job. He had some funny jokes. He just knows a ton about that case and some other big ones. So it was cool. We kicked around some theories and it was a good time. He is an enigma, man. The more I learn about that guy, he is like, he's just a ball of surprises. So he followed up uh, your girl, Rochelle Ryan. I saw it yeah, we had Rochelle, I had Rochelle on yesterday. It's just kind of a fun YouTube video. Um, it's funny because most of my audience on YouTube is 45 years old or older. And they all are like don't understand why I would have a porn star on my show. But then a lot of the younger kids are like, holy shit, you know, you know Rochelle Ryan. I love her, you know. So it was fun. She's a great I think girl. They're all gonna be very aware of who she is. Let's not kid ourselves. No, yeah. I know. I'm sure they all they might pretend, but they know damn well who, who that is. What'd yeah. you guys talk about? Uh so we just talked about like if she would ever date a gangster. We rated mobsters from history. She kind of gave her thoughts. Nice. Um it just is a fun thing. I might do that with a couple of different porn stars because you know what they do is turned in with all the hot women. So Dante, you got anything to uh, pimp before we get out of here? Oh, man. You guys did enough uh, sucking my dick when this thing started. I feel I'm embarrassed enough already. This was fun, uh, though. Yeah, it I was fun. Yeah, good times. That's the rundown.